Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Um, hope everyone's still doing well out there. Uh, still going on in this pandemic. Um, not exactly still quarantine. You know, things are slowly opening back up, but only about part way, um, especially in Illinois. Um, but I do fear that any time now we may get sent backwards. Um, the numbers go up and then they kind of come back down, but then they still stay a little high so my fear is at some point here in illinois we may go backwards i hope not i hope other states are going forward not backwards um just a crazy time that we live in uh with everything going on with jobs with sports with politics somehow politics always finds its way back um so the last podcast was mainly updating you know, what's been going on, talked about uh, Illinois high school sports, um, gave my two cents on maybe what the NFL could do. Uh, I still think the NFL could play this year. It's just going to be way shorter schedule. And, uh, you know, I think that from me looking at the conferences, you know, they have the AFC and the NFC and each one is split into you know, north, south, east, and west. Um, I think what they could do is geographically take, you know, half of the NFC teams and just go to one state and one location. You know, maybe it's, you know, going to half of them play at this uh, Saints location because it does have the turf field and everything. And then the other half can maybe go play at the Dallas Cowboys stadium who has a turf field because you got to think of turf or the field location and everything else. Um, so I still think maybe they could pull that off, but if you do that, you're only going to have, I believe about eight teams per region. And then, so if you really look at, you know, are you going to play seven or eight games? Uh, maybe you go 10 games. I'm not sure. Maybe you have a couple teams play each other. Um, but I think you could do like a four-region NFC silver or gold. And you have the two regions. You play it out. Maybe only do play only seven games. Then maybe have like a regional championship. And then you got your final four. And that's where you have to decide, okay, what place do they want to travel to? Uh, you know, the NFC 
two NFC teams play each other, get to like the quote unquote Super Bowl and everything. So I think NFL could pull that off. Um, but today, you know, on this episode, going to get a little, I don't want to get heated. I don't want to start any arguments or anything like that. Um, but I'm going to talk about why sports matter. Um, you know, I'll get to that in a second. Um, like I said, talk about the NFL. I think that if they can go about it safely and everything, I think maybe they could do a bubble where, you know, eight teams go to a bubble. Uh, if they could figure out, you know, okay, we're going to play here. Um, we can only have so many people with us. And then I think I have to play, I have some games on Saturdays and then play some on Sundays. Um, or is it just going to be all on Sundays and then some on Monday? play all day Thursday, play all day Sunday. Um, you got to think of the field look, uh, got to think of the field uh, condition. You know, I don't know if a grass field is going to be able to hold up playing, you know, seven games a day on it. Uh, so you're going to have to maybe look at a turf. Then you're going to have to try to keep those NFL players in a hotel. It's going to be long. It's going to be tough. But, you know, there are professionals that can do it. Uh, but then you got to think of practices. You know, I don't think you can get all those teams to practice in that one location throughout the day. Maybe you can. I don't know. Do you reach out to wherever you go? Do you reach out to high schools and maybe try to use their field? Um, but then you got to make sure it's still safe. you got to have all that going on. I mean, it's going to be a challenge. NFL is a bigger animal than uh high school and everything but you know i think they could pull it off to try to be safe they can afford to get tested every day they can really make sure that if they go to a high school to practice nobody else is there and if they travel it has to be the same bus drivers the same bus or whatever it is uh so nfl you know i think you could maybe do it that way and then if you you know go about to where you're gonna do a final four and everything else it's not going to be the same i think if the nfl wants to keep it the exact same or try to get as many games as they can try this schedule where they travel over the United States. I just don't think that's going to work right now. Um, you know, you, you could try, you know, keep your team isolated during the week, you know, instead of the, their guys, even though they're at home, maybe don't stay in their house. They got to stay in a hotel or whatever. I don't know. Um, they only go to practice. They don't go out anywhere. Kind of like what the NBA is doing. But that's going to be really difficult to look at somebody and say, hey, your house is, I don't know, a half hour from the practice facility, but you're not allowed to go there. I don't know. So maybe it's best to just travel to certain locations and say you have to stay in this hotel. Uh, can't go out. Can't do this. Can't go do that. Um, I think they could do it, uh, you know, with the money the NFL has and the money the players have. I think they could do it. Uh just go by regions. I think that's the best plan right now. That's the best closest thing to a bubble you're going to get. Um, I do think maybe they needed to to delay the start of the season, maybe later in September or anything else like that, uh, to give this more time to get more prepared. But they have to come out with the decision right away. They can't. I don't think they can go by. We're going to start on this day. We're going to go by exactly the schedule that we have set. Um, but I think they just literally need to look at it. Um, by NFC and AFC, maybe they just keep it the way it is for geographic reasons. Or maybe they just need to take the teams and do the same thing. But instead of your normal, maybe some teams that are in the NFC are going to be in the AFC this year. Just geographic regions. Um, you know, I, I have no idea. I, 
I'm not in charge of that, but that's one way to go about it. It's just going to be an unusual year. I don't think people are going to be mad. Us as fans aren't going to be mad if the season is shortened maybe down to maybe 12 games total because you got a playoff system or if it's 11 games or 10 games. I don't think we're going to be quite as mad about that as long as there's a season. I don't think the players are going to be mad as long as there's a season. As long as everything is done safely, um, you know, I don't see anybody getting mad over that as long as we have something. And I think if you delay the season, it gives time for things maybe to get a little better, get um, more research done and everything. So I think if you delay it a little bit, that could help out. Um, so that's the NFL side. You know, the NBA is still going. Uh, you know, they're getting closer to their playoffs. Hockey's going to be starting their playoffs. So it's really good to see that going on. Baseball is still all over the place. You still got, like, the Cardinals. They haven't played in a long time. I don't even know if they're going to play another game. They keep having players get tested positive. Um, you know, the Chicago Cubs are still playing, playing good. So that's nice to see. The big news was college football. You know, you've had a bunch of different conferences come out and say how they're not going to play. You know, you've had the MAC conference cancel their season until the spring. Uh You've seen Division Twos and Division Threes push theirs to the spring. Hopefully, uh, we got like uh, different Conference USA teams and everything. And then the big uh, effect was yesterday when you had the Big Ten come out and say they voted on it and say that they're not gonna have any fall sports. They're gonna push everything to try to play in the spring. And then, like I think it might have been an hour later after that, if that, um, then the Pac-12 comes out says they're not going to have any fall sports and try to play in the spring as well. So that was a big, I don't know if it was a shock, but I think, you know, having the Big Ten teams practicing, all most of the coaches, I think all of them coming out and say, you know, we're doing things the right way. If you look at what's going on, we're, you know, we're getting tested, we're doing this. You know, we have a very, very low rate. Um, and, you know, we want to play. The coaches, they all came out, they said they wanted to play. Their athletic directors come out and said they're going, they, they want to play. You know, so they, I think they were getting ready to go. Uh, but then they come out and they just, you know, decide not to. Um, but then you have the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 come out and say they're going to push. I know the SEC and the Big 12 say they're full steam ahead. Um, I think the ACC was also a part of that. They're full steam ahead to play in the fall. And, you know, the thing that's confusing to me, just kind of like the United States, you know, we have so many different doctors saying so many different things. You know, it seems like five times a day, even Fauci changes what he says. And so I think that's where us as Americans maybe sometimes have too much freedom where when we see all this different stuff, you know, well, the virus is serious. It's not serious. The mask works. Actually, the masks make it worse. You know, it has some more to do with your lungs. When you see all these different things, you know, people get kind of frustrated with it and it gets kind of confusing. And and then when you're looking at the college football, you know, the Pac-12 said that they're, um, they're all their medical staff and who works with them on the sports medicine side said they just don't like what they're seeing from the virus. You know, maybe it's too dangerous. We don't want to play. I think the Big Ten kind of was a part of that. But then you've got doctors with the ACC come out and said, you know, as long as we go by these guidelines and the way things are going, if you look at the whole landscape, we're ready to go. SEC said the same thing. Big 12 said the same thing. So for me, I'm kind of wondering how is it that you have these professional doctors and sports medicine groups all have different opinions or different factual things. Like, where is this coming from? Why isn't everybody coming up with the same thing? 
And that's where this COVID thing is kind of getting frustrating, you know, of what to go about it, what's going on, how should we approach this? Um, the other big question mark was, you know, are athletes going to be safer at the school with their coaches and the medical staff? Or are they going to be safer at home? You know, I think it was Nick Saban talking about they have a very, very low positivity rate. And the couple kids that may have tested positive didn't have symptoms. They were just asymptomatic. Then they, you know, beat it. They weren't, they were negative. And he said, you know, if we send these kids home, uh, you know, are they ever going to come back? You know, if they go home and go hang around their friend's house, are they more likely to get it there? You know, um, then he was talking about, you know, why is it, oh, well, college football is unsafe to go if we're not going to have football, then we shouldn't have kids come to campus either. Um, everything should just not happen. And that, that's a good point, you know, if you're talking about um, why why is it everything being blamed on college football? Why is it being blamed on sports? If you're going to go about it that way, then don't have kids come to campus. Uh you know, I think athletes could be almost safer there if they're around medical staff and the coaches and they're around a sanitized location. You know, when you send them home, especially when they're young kids like that, you know, if there's a party and they go or just hanging around this, this and that, you know, if they have the opportunity to be safer around this, the staff, I think you need to go about that way. Um, but too many pieces, we can sit here and talk about it for three hours. Um, so just, just big time. Um, you know, there are going to be problems with playing in the spring. And it got brought up, and I didn't even think of this until um, I saw the, the reports about it last night, where if the Big Ten goes and plays in the spring and they play nine or ten games, that's going to take a couple months. Then you give them the summer, and then you come back. If everything kind of goes back to normal where you say, okay, now we're going to play in the fall again, well, now they got to play again. So you're asking a lot of, I'm talking about just football, not even other sports, just football. Football is very rigorous. It's very tiring. You're wearing all the pads, you know, and now you're asking them to go hit and do this and that, and then a couple months, come back and do it again. Is that going to wear and tear on the body? Um, is this going to be a thing where you kind of play a spring schedule and then come in the fall, we've got the NCAA has to kind of change it around. But I don't know, you know, it seems like the NCAA – is leaving the decisions up to the conferences. They're not really stepping in, which I don't understand. They, I think they need to be stepping in, communicating, and try to help these conferences figure it out. But, you know, they're they're leaning on them. I don't know if they don't want the bad publicity. I don't know if – I don't know what the, exactly the NCAA is doing. Um, you know, it's, it seems like they're leaving the, these conferences high and dry, and I think maybe that's why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 said, well, you know what – we're going by our state guidance. We're going by the uh, higher guidance from uh, health departments. That's what we're doing, but we're not getting guidance from anybody else. We're just going to move on and wait and see. Um, but then, it's, you know, it's even more uh, weird. And, you know, to see the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC are going to play. Well, then what happens with that? They're just going to play their nine or ten games and they're done. Are we going to have a college football playoff? Are you allowed to have it because you don't have the Big Ten and the Pac-12 playing? Uh, are you just going to have your – is there going to be no national champion this year? There's going to be no bowl games. I don't really know. Uh, maybe just go by conference titles this year, which, you know, again, I don't think we'd be mad about that just to have some type of football or any type of spring sports. Uh, but getting to the title of it, Colin, you know, sports matter. Um during this whole thing, especially in Illinois, when we were getting close to 
trying to figure out what the IHSA was going to do for us to have sports. You know, we keep pushing to have sports. I started to see a lot of things get posted about, you know, I can't believe parents are actually okay with risking their kids' lives for a sport. You know, in the way they type it, you could tell what they're saying. Starting to see things where you can live without sports for a year. You can live without football for a year. Everything's fine. You know, it's just high school sports. It's just high school football. There's bigger things in life than just that. Find a different hobby. I've seen those type of things get said. Find a different hobby. Continuing on with sports is not worth it to put lot thousands of people at risk to make this worse. I started to see things like that. Now, when I first see this, I ignore it because, you know, I know what's going on. And, you know, the people that post this, you know, I'll keep my some of my opinions to myself. I just kind of let it go. But the longer certain things have here gone, like when things get canceled, people are loving it. And I'm starting to see more posts like that. And I just like, you know what? I need to get on here and t- just say why sports matter. And I can go on and on. I'll try to keep it brief. But some of these people that I need to take a step back and think as to why sports sports matter. Now, before I get into it, I'm not naive to what's going on. You know, I know there's a virus out there. It's changing every day. You're seeing different reports. But here's my thing. I think sports are important enough to fight for to get going. For a lot of reasons, which I'll get into. But when you have doctors saying that, you know, yes, we can move on with sports if you do things the right way. If you're going about things the way they're asking you to do and your positivity rate's low or if you're doing this or that low, that's fine. And it's working, then we could play. I just think we need to fight for sports. And then, you know, if, you know, I think the Big Ten was fighting and then they had to push it to the spring. That's fine. I just think canceling needs to be the absolute last thing. We need to fight to have sports. As long as everybody is being healthy and being smart. And I don't think some of these people that post saying, okay, sports need to be canceled, realize how important sports can be and they're not thinking of everything. Like I said, this is not me saying this to start an argument. I know these are, some are facts that I'll tell you and some are opinion. Um, And I'm always for listening to what people think. And I try to look at both sides of the coin. Um, I won't sit here and say my way is 100% right. You know, that's why I don't like politics because... If you think one way, the other person's going to say you're an idiot, you're not educated, you know, how dare you talk about this, and they'll never talk to you again, and they'll just bash you and talk crap about you, and, you know, I don't understand it, you know, you, you have the right to think a certain way or believe a certain way, and as long as you're not hurting anybody with it, then it's fine. But, to me, there's a lot of reasons why sports matter, and I think some people that think that... You know, they're happy that it's canceled or why would we do this or say those type of things. I think they need to take a step back. You know, sports matter at all different levels and they mean every different things at different levels. For high school, it means a lot um, with schools and sports. You do need that social aspect of sports. There's also a health factor, um, you know, I was trying to look it up to get the exact numbers before, and some of these might be a little older, but they continue on to this day. You know, they talked about adolescence, you know, when you're looking at youth and high school, if they get participation in sports and build that, try to build a healthy lifestyle, 
they're going to stay active. It said even at the age of 24, when they're probably done, if they go on to college, they're going to keep those healthy habits with them and help them stay healthy for their life. Um, and, you know, that's why I think PE is so important. If you go about teaching PE the right way, you can get those kids to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, it would help with obesity rates. You know, we could try to beat that. Um, it also, I don't think people realize this, that sports help with their cognitive abilities. Um, you know, there was a study that tracked even youth. Um, when they did physical activity or did sports, they had higher test scores. Um, they had better attitudes in school. They had better attitudes in the community. Uh, and these are studies that the people have done. Um, you know, I, people don't want to hear this at the high school level, and I'm sorry to tell you this. A lot of kids play sports. And a lot of those sport athletes, I guarantee you, have pretty good grades and test scores and what motivates them is sports. If you take the sports away, a lot of kids are going to drop out of high school and not care. Just go work. Or they're not. They're going to struggle and not have very good grades because there's no motivating factor because sports is what helps them. And what I mean by that is where I grew up and played, there were some kids that had bad households. There was towns bias where kids had bad households. But I never really saw it till I moved up near the suburbs of Chicago. Now, I'm not saying I went to the inner city. I'm not saying I did this. Now, I've talked to plenty of coaches who coach there, and it means a lot more there than it does where I've coached. So these people that say that sports don't matter need to come up here and see these kids. Some of those kids may have a bad household. They may have one parent. They may have one parent that sells drugs. They may have to live with their grandparents. Some may have to live with their sibling or just have a bad household. And their only escape from that is sports. During that time with sports, you forget everything. Okay? The only thing that matters during that two hours practice or a game is you focusing on that. You don't have to worry about what you have to go home to. Some kids use it to not go home. They would love for us to practice from 3 or 3.30 until 8 o'clock at night to go home do a little bit of homework and go to bed or do homework there because some schools here that I've been around will we'll have study tables. That's the time for them to do their homework. That's their time to get help. That's their time to not feel like an idiot in class and know that you have a coach there willing there to help you. You have a coach willing to go with you to ask the teacher for help when you might be embarrassed to ask them because a coach is there 24-7. Our phones are on 24-7, 365. If a kid calls us or texts us and needs help, Former player, current player, we're there to help. That's the point of a coach. To look at these kids and know you're the reason, the sport is the reason between them and graduating even just high school or turning to drugs or maybe getting hanging around with the wrong crowd and getting killed. Take it a step further. With sports here, you do fundraisers. With the fundraisers, you provide sometimes some meals for these kids talking to some coaches and stuff, sometimes that's their kids' dinner. And I'm just talking football. I'm not talking going into basketball and baseball and track. That's what those kids sometimes, you know, we'd make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That was their time to eat, and they would take it home. Okay? Now, I'm not saying every kid. If you got 80 kids or 100 kids on your team, not every one of them. 
but a lot of them need that. They don't have sports. They don't have some of those things. The economic side of high school, people don't want to talk about it, but there's fundraisers for the school. There's ticket sales. I, I, there's people that sponsor that help pay for a lot of that stuff. There's publicity to get people to come there to recruit the kids to go to college. Those colleges will come and also look at the other students for your full-time enrollment. It gets those schools on the map. The way schools are set up, the kids, if you get good test scores, good grades, you get more funding. It's just the way it works. So when you have a ton of sports, especially up here in the suburbs, you have way more sports than from central Illinois. You have a lot of kids. If a school here has three or 4,000 kids and you have all these sports, I can't tell you how many kids are going to be in those sports. A lot. And their motivating factor is sports to get those good grades. That's what's going to happen. Sometimes they need the coach as their figure, their father figure, their mother figure. All right? And I'm just summarizing. I can go on and on. But my eyes got really wide when I got up to the suburbs. They're a little different. Now there's places in other parts of Illinois and everything else. Then on top of it, you've got to look at coaches. And I'm going to talk about it. Yes, coaches get paid to coach. There's so many stipends. Now a lot volunteer, but some get a stipend to coach. Because coaching is a second job. Yeah, you may have a two-hour-and-a-half practice. But you know how long it takes to prepare for that practice? It takes a while. To watch the film and game plan? It takes a while. You have coaches' meetings? It takes a while. And I'm just talking about football. I'm not talking about basketball and all that, but that's the same. Okay, It's a second job. And I'm going to tell you right now, some coaches rely on that. That'd be like working a part-time job that some of us all do. I do. I'll work a job and then work a part-time job to help pay bills and get by or try to get ahead. Maybe to get something you've always wanted. I don't know. But I'll tell you right now, I've talked to coaches with that stipend. They help with that stipend to pay their property taxes so they don't have to worry about it. They use that money to save for maybe their kids' education. Maybe they were able to use that stipend because it's, it's pay. It's a second job. Use that pay to get a better car, a car that will last them for years so they don't have to worry about a car breaking down on them and paying the thousands of dollars on the bills there. Using that money to put a down payment on a house. Or hell, I know coaches that have made it and they use that stipend to get those kids food. To buy the certain kids cleats. These kids need sports. They need them. And, you know, they talk about going to college. High school athletes are more likely to attend college than non-athletes. All right? Studies showed that, you know, they're looking at 59% boys and 70% girls were athletes compared to 67% girls and 53% of the boys that were non. So if there's sports available, and I'm not talking about Division One. you got Division One, you got Division One double A's, you've got NAIA, you've got Division Two, II, Division Three, and junior college. A lot of people are going to go. All right, now I'll get to the college thing in a second. But I think high school is just super important. Sports teaches you things that teachers can't teach you. Discipline, hard work, going through tough adversity. If you can handle a practice for two and a half hours every day for nine weeks, if you're lucky in Illinois to go to 13 weeks and learn those habits, it will help you in the workplace. 
If you look at people in the workplace that are management position material or even higher, they talked about over 60, 70% of them were varsity sport athletes. Talk about getting another hobby. What's another hobby? Video games? Yeah, I know during a pandemic, maybe video game sounds okay, you're inside, but sitting there playing it for an hour does not help your cognitive ability. Puts you in a virtual world. Sports is reality. Go outside and play. Get some sports. Another hobby. The only other hobby I could see is maybe reading a book. That helps your brain. But what's another hobby to do? Then you want to sit here and say, well, you know, sports, but they could go get a job. Getting a job would be just as dangerous, especially during this pandemic. People go out and work at grocery stores. People go work at restaurants because they have to. I think that would be almost more dangerous because you come in contact with a different range of people. Now, again, I summarized the high school sports. I think it's very important. Now you get on to college. College, we could just say it. It's like minor league for the NFL. College is basically the same thing as high school, just bigger. It's the exact same thing for those kids. A lot of kids don't go to college unless they can play sports. Just talked about it. Doing these sports in high school and college also helps with kids' depression. If they're active, they're around their friends, they're very social, they're getting that aspect of it. Because I'll tell you what, I played football with a bunch of guys. I played sports with a bunch of guys. And some I haven't talked to in a couple years. But I guarantee if I were to call them right now or send them a message, we could probably talk for two hours. That's just the bond you build. And that helps you out in the community. Because I'm not the most social person. I've been on different coaching staffs and had to restart over. I have to do it this year. But doing it all the time and figuring out how to have that social aspect, figure out how to talk and get into the communication and pick up on social cues. I am way better at it now than I was when I was 16 years old. It helps with confidence. It helps with discipline, having a thick skin, going through adversity, going through that job starting at the bottom, but knowing if you grind it out, you'll get up there. Going to college, same thing. Some of those guys, they're not going to go to the NFL. I'm not talking about that. But they're not going to go if they don't play sports because that's the motivating factor. Step further. Now, a lot of colleges, I'm talking about Division I's. Sports pay for that school. Look at all the money that a Division I, if you combine all the sports together, if you're able to do well, gets a lot of money. A lot of money to help out that school. So economically, that helps out that school. Without it, I don't think a lot of those schools exist. Some schools rely on the full-time enrollment. And some are very successful at getting those, and some struggle a little bit. But if they can have their sports do very well, it can help that. It can help build buildings. It can help the community out. And economics, you want to talk about economics in college football, you have ticket sales. Um, I know at the U of I, there, there are stores that wrap around all the U of I athletics that sell items. That's a business. If there's no sports going on, they won't sell as much gear. You talk about vendors going out there to sell food from different restaurants. They're not going to be able to sell the food. They're going to take an economic hit. Having the jobs for those people to run those vendors, there's not going to be as many jobs. Talking about, you know, just in college, you want to talk about, you know, the jobs are going to be lost. 
let's take a step back and think. You do got coaches. Coaches are going to start getting let go. You have athletic trainers that are going to get let go. You have agents out there. I'm going to ahead myself for the professionals that are going to be let go. A lot of different things that are going to happen. So I guess, you know, when you tie into NFL and college, we could talk about this. There's a big economic impact. And this was a, a, you know, I'll get an updated one later, but one that I found the other day. You talk about this was up until June. 1.3 million jobs could be lost by June in the sports world. If we continue down this path, we could make it lose up to $13 billion. Regardless of what people think or not, sports is economically huge. The restaurants that surround uh, the businesses or the sports complexes, you've got uh, betting, you've got TV deals, gear, uh, the coaches, you know, and don't think about these jobs. Think about the jobs that are going to be lost. You've got fitness trainers, you've got coaches and scouts, you've got um, recreation attendants. There's different things out there, not just those. You think about lifeguards, you think about recreational workers, you think about the agents, you think about, you know, like the YMCAs of the world, uh, you even got different places, uh, guys that fix helmets. You got all this different stuff that have lost their jobs and a lot of money during this. We need sports, and even for entertainment, for us to watch a game for an hour or two, to escape reality for two hours helps us mentally and helps with the stress. People out there that lost their jobs, I guarantee you, if there was an NBA game on and they don't watch much NBA, they will turn it on to escape, to get away. It just helps. It helps a lot. It helps the kids, which I coach high school. That's what I'm about is helping the kids. You think of the economic aspect. If we, and I, Now, I'm not saying that it has to all come back at once. We have to really look at it and figure out a safe way to get it back. Because I'm not naive to what is going on out there. It's very serious. But it's just kind of weird how you have different doctors saying it's safe and then different ones say it's not. Shouldn't they all have studied similar things, have the same opinion? So I kind of want to know what's going on. But I but the basic of this is we need to fight to get the economy back. We need to fight to get kids back to some type of normalcy. We need to fight for sports. Now, if we fight for it and it just can't work with what's going on, then but guess what? You fought for it. But there has to be good reasons. You have to fight for something. There has to be good enough reason. So when I'm seeing the posts about how sports don't matter, but I look at a kid who comes from a bad household and that's what they need to try to get out, even, even if it's not to go to college to play football, but it gets them good grades. Maybe they get an athlete or a academic scholarship maybe it gets them hey you know a coach knew somebody at a job they didn't want to go to college if i know somebody at a job that's hiring and i could sit there and vouch for a kid to get him out of that environment yes let's do it so i think some people that say sports don't matter we can go a year without we go a year without some of the professional and college sports or longer the economic impact is going to be yeah, it's, I don't even know if we could recover. Not saying that some of these athletes and coaches need to be making that money. You know, the $8 million a year or the when you get to professional athletes making the $20 million or whatever it is. I'm not saying that. That's a whole different topic.
but the amount of money that gets generated from sports, the amount of jobs it creates, the amount of opportunities it creates, the relationships, if it helps the young people of today, if it allows coaches to learn from their mistakes like myself, to pass on to those kids to not make the same mistakes, to create opportunities for us to help them get opportunities, that's everything. That is the hobby. That is the goal. So again, not saying this to lose friends, not saying this to piss people off, not saying this to say I'm right, you're wrong. This is the other side. You have to be able to look at both sides of the coin. And again, yes, some of it's a little personal, some of it is a little biased because I've been around sports my whole life. It does a lot. You know, I'm all for discussions, I'm all for debates, I'm all for, okay, you think this way, I can understand it, but you have to understand this way of thinking as well, and if we can't get to that way as a society, as Americans, and politics, and sports, I don't even care if it's about one restaurant better than the other restaurant, you have to be able to communicate, you have to be able to say, okay, I understand the way you think, um, I get it, but you have to respect the way I think as well. I think we can do that. We'll get through this pandemic. We'll come out stronger. We'll get thick skin because we're fighting for things to stay in a safe way. And I think we'll be okay. So that's my take on why sports are important. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.